Hi, this is Jay Chatfield, and you are tuned in to your favorite podcast, Loving Yourself to Life, sponsored by Grace Guidance Performing Arts, where it's more than dance, it's an encouraging environment for your little gifts to grow. On my daily walk today, I had some thoughts. I've been talking to a few people and um, mostly about the Honest Chats. You know, guys, I started Honest Chats last week, Sunday. We'll be having another one coming up this Sunday at 6 p.m. Please check the Facebook site for the information and what the topic is. And also, if you have topics, um, drop me a comment on um, Facebook at Loving Me Too is the... the connect for that and um, I had a long conversation about private life and what we choose to keep private and what we choose to make public Um, I know we've I don't know if you've ever thought about this but why when something really good happens we're open and honest about it. Now, not everyone, because my husband's like, I don't need for everyone to know what I'm doing. I'm just happy with myself and that's it. You know, but there are some people that when they get a brand new house, it's everywhere. When they get a brand new car, you can see it all the way down to a grain of salt that's in the rug. I mean, nice, anything, it's, either posted or you'll say, well, you know, girl, um, or you know what, man, I just got my new car, you know, boom, boom, boom. You know, we're, we're so quick to speak about those things. And I like to hear about them. I think when people have great things happening in their lives, it's motivation. Um, if it's not motivation to you, then you need to check your jealousy gauge or your envy gauge or your hater gauge. Um, I am... I changed my mind a long time ago and I was raised that when something good happens to someone else that you should be rejoicing with them. You should be happy with them because sometimes out of your joy and your rejoicing comes a blessing that you've never seen before, you know, or a blessing that you've been waiting on for a long time. Now, not to say that I just do it because of that. I'm generally happy with people. I'm genuinely (laughs) Generally, I am generally too, but I'm genuinely happy for people when they experience a win. But then comes the other side of it when stuff isn't going right, when things aren't looking as clear as they should. And this is like a twofold conversation for me. I got a couple of things that I would like to say about this. And like I say, my journey is real time with you. Um, When you have a situation in your life that you're going through and you don't know what to do about it, or you feel trapped inside of it, or however you, however, why is it so hard for us to share this information? Why is it so hard to kind of look to um, others for this? Now, I grew up with my aunt and, you know, my aunt, she didn't talk about her problems a lot or anything that she was going through. We, we rarely knew if something wasn't happening, 
you know, and I, and I, and that rubbed off on a lot of us, the five of us that she grew, well, her four boys, and then the other five of us that she, um, took a second chance on kids life and raising. So when I was growing up, I didn't talk about a lot. And then I don't know if you guys had this saying in your house, but we had this, um, what goes on in the house shouldn't be talked on, talked about on the outside, you know? So what's going on in your house is what I'm asking. What's going on in your house that you're not talking, that you're not letting the outside know. Now you use discretion and I want to get into that a little bit later, but why does the house have to be secret when there's something that you've been struggling with for a long time and it just, there's, there's no, um, solution that's been made a circle a circle a circle a circle a circle or you've maybe um tried a few things and it didn't work but you don't want to continue to do this but you still haven't told anybody and you're suffering in silence you know there are few people to know that i had a bout with depression i and it was for three years there are few people that knew that there are a few people that knew I had postpartum depression after I had my daughter. And one, I didn't know what it was. Um, and two, I just thought, you know, the first thing you think is the C word. And that's a word we don't use in the medical field, um, especially when dealing with mental health. You don't want to use the C word with anybody. But honestly, yeah, I thought people were going to think that I was the C word and that I didn't need my daughter. But then I, I found out when I had my second child, they asked me, did I have postpartum depression? And this is what, this is the thing, right? I told them that I had postpartum depression. And after I had my son, I wake up from the anesthesia and guess what? No, I wasn't chained to the bed, but there was someone sitting there that I didn't know watching me. <laughs> and I'm like, well, um, um, I know I'm on drugs, then I don't know who you are. So what's going on? And she said, we're just here to monitor you because you had postpartum depression with your, your daughter. And I was like, ah, so wow. Do you kind of see where a little bit of sharing and I know people are like, well, they were just there to take care of you. But to a person who's not used to sharing, to a person who's not used to um, um, taking the stuff in-house and bringing it on the outside, that's that's motivation to say, see, this is why I don't tell anybody anything anyway. Hey, come on, y'all. Be real with me. That's how we think. Like, we share something with someone, and then something happens as a result of it. It could be really good for you, but you were like, mm, all right, I'm just going to be quiet. My house is going to stay shut and close the doors, pull the blinds, everything. But the other side of that, and there's a lot of sides of it is too, is like, if I'm your friend and a lot of my friends, um, you know, they would ask me if I was okay. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm fine. But that's only if they knew it wasn't, um, that I didn't, um, acknowledge it or that they didn't, or that, okay. So only if your friends know the signs, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, Oh man, I just want to just lay down for a couple of days and I don't want to talk to anyone. 
And she was like, are you depressed? And I was like, of course, um, I'm not depressed. I'm just tired. I've been talking a lot. I've been doing a lot of other things. And I just want to um, just kind of be within myself for a little bit. Even though I'm an extrovert, an extreme extrovert, I do love people. I need at least, if I'm going to pour out for 15 days, I need a, like five days to myself. Just being honest. And I learned that about me because also about you, because if you keep giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving, all right, that's going to be another um, podcast because I can talk about that forever. Now let's talk about on the other side of you sharing what's in your house is that you have to have extreme discernment with who you're talking to. And I explain this to people all the time, if you're going to share something as intimate as your marriage with someone, it's got to be someone who does not have a track record of sharing information with you. I heard uh, a a wise person said, if a person is going to bring you information, they're also going to take it away. And I found that to be true. And that's why I'm the type of person where if you tell me something, it's it's zip to the max. I'm not I'm not gonna go talk about you behind your back. That's just not my way. That's never been my way to go um, and talk about it because well, listen, I was raised in a house where you don't talk about what's going on in the house to other people. So why would that that would be something that I would no not something that I do. But if a person is bringing you information or is telling you about everybody else, it would be hard for me personally. Maybe it's different for you. It would be hard for me to trust that person with information. Also, if that person doesn't have, if I know that person doesn't have the experience of what I'm looking for. I know people get kind of caught up on, oh, they need to be spiritual, but spiritual or in a religion, a religious community, but that doesn't mean that they have the knowledge to impart into you or the words to say to you. Um, you have to trust yourself when sharing. I know when I have certain things that I want to talk about and I have certain people that I want to talk to on my mind, I'm looking at the experience that we have shared with each other. Like, have we spoke about these things? Um, and then I want to know, what do you think? You know, what are, what are the, what are the, you know, what was going on in your mind when you did that? See, I'm interested in experience other than just, um, opinions. Um, it's a difference, you know, in my opinion, it's something that you heard and you haven't, some people just have never felt the, the, the effects of it. And, you know, like if you ask somebody about the coronavirus, right, they're going to tell you what their opinion is about it. They never had it. They don't know anybody that had it. But then if you ask somebody about it that had it, they can tell you a different thing. So that's how I see it. And that's how I look at who I like to share what's going on in my house with. And I, um, I think it's also easier sometimes to talk to people that you really don't know because they can give you an opinion that's not based on 
what they know about your life. You know, and uh, a fresh perspective is what I like to call it too. But then again, is an unbiased opinion. You don't know me, you don't know him, you don't know her, you don't know it, you don't know she. You know, um, and I like that we have the outlet now to talk to different people and to get their experience on something that you could be going through. And um, like I said, that's one of the reasons why I created Honest Chats. Like some people just want to talk to people or just even you find new friends, you know, um, just be able to um, let some things off your chest because I know I talk outside, you know, I talk to myself a lot. Like I'll be just going off, you know, about certain things, but it'd be great if I heard someone say, you know what? I felt like that. And this is what I did. So the protective information, the privacy act of your life. Um, I, from, from my experience, I say, choose who you're going to speak to wisely. Um, go with how you feel. I have been in the grocery store with people and just tried to pick some bananas um, and got it just bananas can be real quick to pick up. And this is what I'm saying. This is how quick this, this these conversations escalate. And I've gotten the rundown about family and all t different types of things. Um, and people have told me, you're just so easy to talk to. And I'm just there listening. Honestly, I'm not there to be an expert. Like I say, some people just need to talk it out. And um, maybe you need to just talk it out. Maybe there's something that you need to just say um, that's going to um, free you. Because even with me writing the book, The Woman That Is Made, it freed me from so many things that was holding me back in my life. And I am so grateful to my spirit, the God in me for telling me, you got to write this down. And I was so, and a thing is, is I was so hooked on that it was only 60 pages. I thought you had to write a 460 page book, but it's only 60 pages. And, you know, it has like little questions and things to ask you along the way. But had I not did that, had I not wrote that book, um, I think a, a lot of it, a lot of feelings and about situations that was going on in my marriage and also with my parents, I probably still would have held a little bit of that back. So I know it's not a thing to talk about what's going on on the inside, what's in your house, um, how you're how you're feeling inside of your house. But I have found it to be very um, therapeutic. I found it to be very healing. And once you get that information out, um, just know that that person still can do whatever they want with it, you know? Um, and I don't think that you should be scared about it. I remember I heard a, a young lady um, was mad at another young lady because she shared her story with someone else without asking. So to me, that lets me know you still got some feelings about it that you haven't resolved. Like, I don't mind that people talk about my story with someone else, but because I've been healed from it. But uh, honestly, um, if you have something that 
you don't feel comfortable with sharing and you shared it and someone else shared it, then you shouldn't have shared it at all. That's just the truth about it. Because if you haven't totally healed from something, it is awfully hard to accept that your story may be shared or it's, it's easy for you to talk about it. But then when someone else talks about it, um, I'm going to give you this story and, um, and I'm going to close it down. I had extreme boils um, under my arms and between my breasts, and it's called hydroadenitis. And I was told that it was incurable when I was 15 years old. And so I never talked about it with anybody. I never said anything uh, about it because it's an extremely gross disease. And if you have hydroadenitis, there's a way to cure it. Um, most of the things that come up on your skin are emotional scars within. So that's all I'm going to say about it. If you want to talk more about it, get in touch with me. We can talk about it. And um, I, ta I taught some classes at the gym. And one day it was so badly inflamed and I was in class and I couldn't even teach the class because, and this was a little over two years ago because I've been teaching since 2017. Um, so almost three years, um, I became a primary group fitness instructor and this thing was hurting me so bad. And I went to go get a smoothie and there was an Indian guy behind the counter and, um, he was talking to me and he said, what's wrong with you? And I said, what? He said, there's something on you that smells really bad. And you know, I'm like, oh shoot, he smelled because they do, they smell really bad. But then plus I had been sweating, so that wasn't even great. I was really trying to hurry up and get to the car and get home. And it would smell bad in the car. My kids and my husband, and I'm just being honest. This is an honest, this is a part of my honest chat segments that I talk about. My kids would tell me, Oh mom, I smell your arm, it's stinky. My husband would be like, Oh my gosh, what is that? And you know, it would be funny to me in the car, but a bear embarrassing because they were my family. So when this guy smelled it, he was like, You need to get well. That's not gonna you don't how are you able to function like that? And I'm like, um, Sir, I've been dealing with this since I was 15. He said, well, you need to change your diet. You need to do this and you need to do that. And, you know, I took his advice. But not only did I do those other things, I started, you know, also lifting my spirits. And also I was coming out of depression at that time, too, That because that was early. You know, that was in that time frame, coming out of it in 2017. And um, I did. I changed my life and I don't have that issue anymore. I'm telling you, um, to where it's that way. I still have some residuals, but anyway, the next time I went up to buy me a smoothie or the tea that he was talking about, it was, a uh, uh, that he told me about, it was called a, a turmeric tea, um, made from like black turmeric root. I believe maybe I'm saying it wrong, but it was something like that. I don't think black, I don't know if that exists, but I don't know if black is in there somewhere. <laughs> I remember, I know it's honey and cayenne pepper, some type of stuff. But he started telling the people that came up to buy stuff about what, what happened to me. Like, he's like, do you see this woman here? When I met her a couple of weeks ago, she had these really big sores on her. They were stinking. And I can, you know, it was so bad that I had to ask someone else to help me. And he did. He told the truth. 
had, he told the truth. I mean, it was that bad. Um, he was standing so far back from me. And then he, the other person did make my, my shake. And then he gave me the tea. But when he was saying that, I was like, oh, you know what? That's true. Because <laughs> I, it wasn't something that I was ashamed of anymore. Because even in that short time, I faced the fact that I needed to do some life changes for myself. And, um, and if it can help somebody else, it can help somebody else. And that's how you know. You know, that's how you know you're over a certain thing. But if you have something that that you just, you're not comfortable with, that's because you still have some things going on with it that you, you know, that you're just not ready to bring up those emotions. And that, and no, that's the truth anyway. That's my truth anyhow. I wasn't, if I'm not able to share something with someone, it's because it hasn't been resolved yet. And you have the right to keep that in your house. But what I'm saying is if you're not okay, and, and there's some pieces of you that want to have a conversation, then do that, but choose who you're talking to. And then tell them, you can tell them, look, I would like for you to keep this between me and you, but I don't think that has to be said either. So, I mean, use your inner discretion. I know it kind of sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but I'm giving you those types of things, of scenarios, because you could be the person that just wants to talk and then you could be the person that has an amazing story, but just not ready to share it yet because you have a lot of emotions attached to it that you haven't been healed from. So that's why I say there's a lot of folds to it and you just have to be comfortable with yourself. Also, it also comes by, you know, from how you were raised and um, something that I got over um, as I got older, that it's okay to talk about things. Um, it's, you know, especially when it's not okay, but even better when you've overcome it. You never know whose destiny is tied to your story. If you'd like to support Loving Yourself to Life, please kindly leave any donation of any kind. Um, I really appreciate it. It will help me get some new equipment and do some different things and reach out to people that... Um, are hurting or in a place that they don't know how to get out of and they may just need a seed planted in their life. I greatly appreciate your support and I hope everyone is having a love yourself day. Thanks for listening to your favorite podcast, Loving Yourself to Life. If you want to get in touch with me, you can email me at lovingyourselftolife at lovingyourself.com. Lovingyourselftolife at lovingyourselftolife.com. At Writer102080 is my Twitter name, and Loving Me Too is my Facebook page, and Loving Yourself to Life is my Instagram and YouTube Connect. If you haven't already, please pick up the book, The Woman That Is Made. It is available on Amazon and Kindle too. As always, make sure you do something for yourself that you and only you will love. Have a Love Yourself Day.